Good evening, my fellow Americans. Take the red pill. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. The disastrous rise of misplaced power exists. All we have built, all we have worked for, would be destroyed. There is nothing the political establishment will not do. And this nation will not be fully free until all its citizens are free. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action. These criminals cannot be rewarded. So that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. They're coming after you and I'm just standing in their way. Here I am. You and I have a rendezvous with death. The cost of freedom is always high. Those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the Founding Fathers. This is a crusade! This is a holy war against the deep state! We never wanted to be right, but yet things are all adding up to the firestorm. America is a land of heroes, a place where greatness is born, where destinies are forged, and where legends come to life. This is the home of Thomas Edison and Teddy Roosevelt, of many great generals, including Washington, Pershing, Patton, and MacArthur. This is the home of Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, Amelia Earhart, Harriet Tubman, the Wright brothers, Neil Armstrong, and so many more. This is the country where children learn names like Wyatt Earp, Davy Crockett, and Annie Oakley. This is the place where the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth and where Texas Patriots made their last stand at the Alamo. The American nation was carved out of the vast frontier by the toughest strongest, fiercest, and most determined men and women ever to walk on the face of the earth. Our ancestors braved the unknown, tamed the wilderness, settled the Wild West, lifted millions from poverty, disease, and hunger, vanquished tyranny and fascism, ushered the world to new heights of science and medicine, laid down the railroads, dug out the canals, raised up the skyscrapers. Our ancestors built the most exceptional republic ever to exist in all of human history, and we are making it greater than ever before. This is our glorious and magnificent inheritance. We are Americans. We are pioneers. We are the pathfinders. We settled the new world. We built the modern world, 
and we change history forever by embracing the eternal truth that everyone is made equal by the hand of Almighty God. America is the place where anything can happen. America is the place where anyone can rise. And here, on this land, on this soil, on this continent, the most incredible dreams come true. This nation is our canvas, and this country is our masterpiece. We look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored. Our brightest discoveries are not yet known. Our most thrilling stories are not yet told. Our grandest journeys are not yet made. The American age, the American epic, the American adventure has only just begun. Our spirit is still young. The sun is still rising. God's grace is still shining. And my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of Marxism spreading its wings throughout the world and taking over Western society and undermining and usurping the United States Constitution. Infiltration instead of invasion. They have taken over at various aspects of our government and trying to replace their Marxist ideologies with our freedom, our rights, and our liberties. And we are here to expose it day in and day out. That was the... Uh, State of the Union address from Donald Trump in 2020, and uh, the best is yet to come. And I played that tonight because, you know, we need that little pick-me-up. We need to be reminded of that. I get choked up when I watch that, man. It makes me just want to tear up and cry. And I know probably some people out there as well, even the Canadians, it makes you just want to cry. Like, man, I wish I was American. I'm just messing with you. But no, absolutely just an epic um uh, speech there and Joe M great job on doing that. And, um, it, it just, it just reminds you that the destiny of America is not to fall to the hands of globalists, elitists, and Marxists and Satanists, but instead to rise up like the Phoenix out of the ashes and to become great again, to do great things, to innovate, to create the new world that is being presented in front of us. And, you know, Trump did say something there in that speech that that rings a bell. We built the modern world. The United States of America has been the head of innovation for the last hundred years, building the modern world. Nikola Tesla left Lithuania to come to the United States. Why? So that he would have the opportunity to make his dreams come true, as well as many other immigrants into this country. And you know, when we say the word immigrant or migrant, we have to be reminded day in and day out of what that really means. This country was built off the backs of immigrants. My ancestors were immigrants into this country. My, uh, my grandmother's family, the Holcomb family, has been here since the days of the American Revolution. 
um, going back to great, great grandfathers who were colonels and generals in the Revolutionary War and the Civil War. Uh, my grandfather, married to my grandmother, um, her, his family came over here in the 1920s. And they emigrated over and they became farmers and they lost it all during the Great Depression. My mother came over here in 1954. She came in the Ellis Island. I guess that makes me a first generation American if you want to look at it like that. But anyway, you want to look at it, I can tell you one thing is this is the place to be. This is the land of opportunity. This is the place where dreams can be made to where you can go out and become anybody that you wish to become. Apparently, you can even become, uh, um, if you're a woman, you can become a man, a man, and you can become a woman. <laughs> Joking aside, we have in front of us the opportunity to change the world for the better. We have in front of us the whole world for the taking. Tonight's episode is called The Global Narrative is Set. The Global Narrative Set. And why is that? Because over the last few years, we've kind of made some ideas of what potentially could happen. Not prophetic. I'm not uh, looking to be someone who goes out there and makes predictions and has them come true, but we've been highly accurate in those predictions that we made. And the reason is, is because we know their playbook. We understand the they and what they are going to do, what they want to do, their overall agenda. And in order to do that agenda, to complete that agenda, you have to facilitate certain actions in the process. There's certain things that must happen in the process. And since 2020, November, 2020, the current date, We've kind of laid that out for everybody under something known as the Firestorm event. And I look at the Firestorm as, a, you know, like a fire sale, right? Um, it comes from the movie Die Hard 3, Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Harder, um, in the sense of the fire sale of how to take down a city. And mixing that in with other things that we do know in the sense of color revolutions. And we laid out the Firestorm event in the idea that if we were globalists and elitists, how would we try to take down the foundation of the United States of America? Number one is you erode that family infrastructure. You erode the community. You pull the mother and the father out of the household and you indoctrinate the children and make them a ward of the state. That's been happening for a minimum the last 30 years. If you think inflation and, and, and high prices and high energy costs is is something that is uh, just completely arbitrary that happened out of the blue, you're crazy. Because the reason it happens, the reason why the dollar is being exploited the way it is, is because they need the mother and the father working as much as possible to not be home to be that cornerstone for their children. They need the mother and the father working one, two, three jobs just to make ends meet. They need that struggle. They need that family on edge. They need emotions high. They need people to break. This is the part that I call social destabilization, and that's simply the foundation of it. From that social destabilization, we go back to that immigrant, migrant aspect of things. Don't be fooled by what the mainstream media tells you. These aren't migrants that are coming over our border. 
They are illegal immigrants. They are breaking the federal law every time that they step over there. If they wanted asylum, they should go through the correct ports of entries to get asylum. But instead, they come over illegally. And there is a whole process designed to bring them across to where even so the United Nations has humanitarian programs, non-government organizations, charities, and nonprofits all helping to facilitate that action of bringing illegal immigrants over the United States border. And the Joe Biden administration is helping, is allowing it to happen to the point where Customs and Border Patrol are even bringing people over in the busloads, communicating with people on the other side in various different facilities built by cartels to bring people over. These are illegal immigrants. And among those illegal immigrants, millions upon millions of the 14 million that have come over the border in the last four years are military-aged men, 18 to 35 years of age, from various different parts of the country, but a good concentration of over 2 million of them from China. Other parts of the country that they're from is Northern Africa and the Middle East. We've had various different people testify in front of Congress telling us specifically the types of people that are coming over the border. Over a thousand encounters last year with members of Hezbollah's Unit 910, a radical terrorist organization trained very much similar to United States Special Forces by the Revolutionary Guard in Iran. Of those various different thousands of members that have came over, all of them were allowed to walk freely into the United States and even given money and tickets to various different sanctuary cities. So when we talk about global destabilization, it's not a joke. They are pumping military people from foreign countries into our cities. They are pumping terrorists and extremists into our cities. Why? Go back to the attorney generals that during 2020 and 2018 and 2022, the governors, state legislators, George Soros pumped millions upon millions of dollars in the campaigns to make sure that his people got elected. And we see exactly why. They don't charge criminals the way that they should charge. The governors go in there and change the laws, freeing violent criminals and letting them back on the streets. Because they know that the more and more criminals that they pump back into the cities, the more and more organized crime can get, the more chaotic it will become for the people, the innocent people within those cities. And that just fuels the fire leading to social destabilization. Cultural destabilization, don't even get me started on it. The trans movement. We have the indoctrination of our children with Marxist ideologies within grade school, elementary school, and college. We have the infiltration of that within policy and regulation coming directly down from state, local, and federal governments. Political destabilization, you don't need to be new here to understand that that is something that is running rampant right now in our country. And you can't trust either side. The left and the right are nothing more than the two wings of the same bird. I don't trust Republicans as much as I trust Democrats. There's a few of them I like on both sides, 
few of them I believe that are probably still working for their constituents or at least have to work for their constituents. But at the end of the day, the one thing that you know is that the majority of the politicians, state, local, and federal, are bought and sold. They're coerced. They've sold out to a machine that has produced blackmail upon them, fed their vices, and stuffed their pockets. In my honest opinion, we need to move, remove money and power from politics. We need to limit the amount of money that politicians can get during elections and limit that to a certain amount of money directly from their constituents. And that must be even throughout the board. We must disband the political lobby. I'm not running for office, but I wish that someone who was would say that. But see, that's not how it goes. Because when you run for political office and you take in all that money, there's little clauses in there that says that you get to take that money if you lose. Or you get to use that money for whatever you want. It's almost like a business. And that they do. They allocate that money in any way, shape, or form that they wish to. Going into the firestorm, if you're new here, by the way, if you are new here to the Red Pill Project of the Daily Dose or Decentralized Media and everything that we're doing, subscribe. Please hit that subscribe button. Hit those like rumbles on Facebook, likes, all those guys. Give those likes and comments um, and share this content, please. Get it out there because people need to know what is happening here. We go into political destabilization. We go into institutional... Um, Infiltration, which don't need to be a genius to realize that that's happening. And that moves on to an upper level of things, things that support this country. That's going to be supply chain and infrastructure. We've reported over the last few months about CTIL, who was involved within the Twitter files. They were directly responsible under through the Joe Biden administration for censoring American citizens, something that the government can't do itself, but contracts out the third parties, an Israeli Mossad-connected company. CTIL has done pro bono work in cybersecurity, getting a free ticket directly into U.S. infrastructure, whether it's water treatment facilities, dams, nuclear power plants, to the Department of Defense. They did pro bono work to help secure our infrastructure. But yet, this is a company that has an agenda, a company who is ruled by a certain directed from their home country, their home country being one of the countries that has the largest lobby in the world that pumps money into our politicians' pockets. Not only money, but blackmail, coercion, honeypotting, feeding their vices. That same country wants control over the Middle East. They want the whole Middle East. And they want to wipe Iran off the map. And they will do anything to get their way. Even attack the United States and blame it on someone else. Because back in the 1960s, we saw exactly that with the USS Liberty incident. Many people believe that the uh, the second civil war, the United States Civil War, is occurring. I agree. I think that, that it's already started. We're already there. And that's why the moves of the global narrative is set is happening today. That's why they're moving towards 
World War III and global economic collapse, which is the next tier upon the Firestorm event. It doesn't take any brilliant analytical mind to discern that American society is losing its rudder and that there are powerful forces seeking to divide us at a critical juncture, provoking us in the Civil War. After decades of ideological attacks and on our gatekeeping institutions and by globalists with no allegiance to this country, America's sense of identity and purpose is dangerously close to dead. A country without a cohesive identity is a country ripe for manipulation, division, and ultimately war among its factions. When the elites feel their power slipping, which I believe they do, that's when they adapt a burn it all down mentality. Gaslighting in the media, finger pointing and scapegoating all play into a strategy, and we've seen plenty of that over the past few years. But it's not just America. It's Western civilization as a whole that's withering. And when civilizations implode, everyone suffers, the good, the bad, and the indifferent. Now, this is an article written by Leo Howman called The Second American Civil War is Starting. It was published on the Gateway Pundit. This is not my, my writings. But I found this fascinating because he's spot on correct with what he's saying here. Many of his Christian friends say not to worry. Everything will work itself out just fine. God's in control. I read history and see that just because God is in control doesn't mean that his followers won't suffer persecution, even to the point of death. But there is a difference between dying for your faith and dying just because you walked into an unfortunate situation in a public space that you thought was safe. Maybe it always was safe before, but now it isn't. Or maybe you discover the hard way that your home appeared as low-hanging fruit for a professional criminal or a gang of criminals. They attack you and you're caught off guard. What he is saying is the world is about to become a much more dangerous place, both at home and abroad. What starts in Europe eventually comes here. A civil uprising and are gaining steam across the European continent, France, Belgium, Germany, the Netherlands, Italy, Spain have all seen tremendous civil unrest as people are waking up to the global con being waged against them by power-hungry globalists, Luciferians using the climate as their excuse to drastically curtail freedoms of speech, press, assembly, and movement, not to mention privacy invasions. Farmers have been protesting against the globalist climate policies in all of these above countries. And migrant populations have also been getting restless. In the Netherlands, just the other night, there were migrant riots with little reported connection to the United States. You won't find any of this reported in the mainstream press, but keep reading and you'll see that he is talking about on how now is the time to wake up and prepare for what's coming. At least four police officers were hurt during that riot that erupted on the streets outside the hog on Saturday. February 17th, after two viral groups of Eritrean migrants clashed following a political disagreement. Rioters torched police cars in a, bus, the, in a bus and the Dutch police officers were forced to use tear gas to regain control of the area. Dozens of rioters were filmed surrounding the Opera Conference Hall in the Netherlands as multiple police vans raced to the scene. Another clip showed the aftermath. The building had several smashed windows and parked vehicles were set on fire. The street was left looking like a war zone. 
According to the Hog Municipality spokesman, Robin Middle, a fight broke out between two groups of Ritians that got seriously out of hand. Police said that during the riots, two officers sustained injuries in their hands and other in their teeth. The fourth was hit by a police car in the chaos. Now for the U.S. connection. Independent journalist Andy No reported on X Saturday that over 200 Eritrean migrants were holding a sympathy protest in Charlotte, North Carolina for their brothers overseas, and that protest also turned violent. The Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department confirmed Andy No's report of violence breaking out in North Carolina's largest city. So you can add this to the growing list of American cities experiencing migrant violence. And it's only going to get worse until we start seeing mass deportations. But I don't hear any politicians talking much about mass deportations except for Donald Trump. So don't expect things to improve anytime soon. One other city where migrant crime is raging is the nation's largest city, New York City. <clears throat> Violent illegals have formed gangs that are making their presence known across the Big Apple. And the police are now starting to form a response, but they're fighting a losing battle because the Soros prosecutors working in New York are reportedly letting the criminal migrant gang members back out on the streets as soon as they get arrested. Now turn to Ohio, where earlier this month, Butler County Sheriff Richard Jones announced he was making some major changes to his department to prepare for a future of intense gang-related migrant crimes and potential terrorist attacks. He is acutely aware of the 37,000 Chinese nationals who crossed in the U.S. from Mexico last year seeking asylum. Another 20,000 have entered already in 2024. That's 57,000 man Chinese army assembled here in the United States of America, potentially forming sleeper cells and awaiting their orders to attack. Author and China expert Gordon Chang recently wrote about this um, in an article in the Gadstone Institute. We find out just a few weeks ago, this is my part, that that number is close to 2 million Chinese immigrants, illegal aliens, have come across that border in the last two years, three years. But back to Butler County Sheriff. Jones announced that cha after the changes are getting back to Butler County from the National Service Association meeting in Washington, D.C., where he said that they heard from the FBI director on terrorism threats. We were told by the FBI director, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, Jones said. He wants to make sure Butler County is prepared, so he said he's equipping every sheriff department vehicle with a rifle and a go bag, which has extra magazines for the rifle and other necessities. Jones also announced he's working to boost security by looking into drone detection technology for a sheriff's office. We're looking at maybe squad training. We train for school shootings, what to do when we get there, mall shootings. We're going to look at things a little bit differently. The steps Jones is taking go beyond his department too. He's working to make sure community members have the tools they need. We're going to start training civilians on what to do when disasters hit and emergencies hit. This country is about to see changes that almost nobody is expecting. Does this sound like a firestorm event to you? We need to start taking these threats seriously. Here are some ideas how to start. Talk to your sheriff and ask what he is doing to prepare for a much more violent America. Ask him what you can do to help. Make sure you have a means of self-defense inside your home and seek out training on how to use the said weapon. Some sheriffs offer this training for free. If you could afford a guard dog, get one. I know they cost a lot to feed and care for, so don't go down this road if you're already struggling to support your family. There are other things you can do, many of them for li very little money. 
to upgrade your security situation and tighten up the perimeter of your property, think about installing solar motion lights around your property. Put up security signs and beware of dog signs. Add peepholes to your exterior door so you can see who's knocking. Upgrade the hinges uh, and latches and locks on exterior doors with deadbolts and replace shorter screws with three-inch screws. A professional criminal can always kick in your door, but you want him to have to kick it in several times before gaining entry as this gives you more time to get in a position safely with your family. Get, get your freaking gun locked and loaded and ready to, to blow somebody's freaking chest in. That's what that does. Have a family plan on how to react if you hear someone trying to break into your home and see someone lurking outside who isn't supposed to be there. Stock up on water and food, but also think about a situation that could last three months or longer in which you'll need to be able to filter water and grow some of your own food. Get at least five gallon containers and fill them with gasoline. Make sure you have all the basic hand tools and supplies you need, like things like duct tape, shovels, hose, hammers, screwdrivers, a good axe or hatchet. A major component for preparation involves the way you think about things. Don't live in denial. Don't fall for victim to normal, normalcy bias. This is not the old America anymore. Living in denial, denial could get you and your family member needlessly killed. Most of what you need can be found at your local sporting goods stores, outdoor stores, and how, uh, hardware stores. Now is the time to get started on your post personal home security plan. If you wait too long, you will not find any of those tools or supplies necessary to harden your home's perimeter. Once the violence escalates to a certain point, you, you may also find the shelves of your local sporting goods store and hardware store becoming bare. Remember, when you need the police to arrive in seconds, they will be there in minutes. You're responsible for your family's security. This is something that we've talked about for a long time. If you go to socialredpill.com, there's the town hall, which we've moved to monthly because we're going to have uh, some big guests start coming in. And so it's more of like kind of a big collaborative. But there's a three-part series on there. It's the three by three by three done by Jason Garcia that explains various different types of things that you need for three-hour three-day, three-week, three-month, three-year preparation. Highly recommend if you're um, in that membership tier to go watch that in the town hall. Here's another one. This is today. This is like happening right now. Hundreds of protesters demanding a ceasefire in the Middle East shut down San Francisco freeway. They marched onto the freeway, Highway 101 and Interstate 80, also blocking the on-ramp to the freeway. If you need anything else, if you need various different supplies and you have the money to go out there and afford it, what I recommend you do, go to My Patriot Supply. They got long-term food storage that lasts on a shelf 25 plus years. You can go to redpills.tv slash patriot if you guys want to check that out, redpills.tv slash patriot. But know that this is coming. This is what we've been warning you about. This is what we've been talking about for a very long time. I've always said, have food for three months for each member of your family. If you have to store canned goods under your couch or in your closet and you live in an apartment, do it. If you own your own house, make sure your deadbolts work. Have a means of defense, a way to defend yourself. A baseball bat ain't going to do shit against machete-wielding freaking crazy people or gun-wielding criminals. 12-gauge shotgun, AR-15. 
That's what you're looking for. Have you ever heard of the great replacement theory? Oh, hold on. I wanted to comment on this. Michael, I, I love you, Michael. I think you're awesome. Um, I know you're saying military is the only way. Unfortunately, when this shit happens, the military is going to be the last to respond. They are going to be the last ones to respond. You have to understand the proximity of military bases, the proximity of, of, of mobilizing National Guard units. It takes about 48 hours to get them moving, equipped, and to where they need to be. A whole city can be lost in a matter of hours right now. The military and the police are not equipped to take that on. And that's why it comes down to the citizen military, you and me, to be prepared at that level. The great replacement theory, ever heard of it? I think we have. The replacement of white people, the extermination of white people. Why does it look like that screen is crooked? That's weird. China is quietly killing over 100,000 Americans per year, where 700 Americans suffered uh, Americans suffered mass shootings. Texas Department of Security sees 450 plus million lethal doses of fentanyl on the southern border since 2021. One lethal dose for every man, woman, and child in the United States. The CCP is the enemy. This last weekend, former CEO of Google, sorry, of YouTube's son was found dead of a fentanyl overdose at Berkeley. To me, the reason that kid died was most likely a, a ploy by the deep state, by the globalist against um, Sergey Brin and, and Wachowski there. I don't know what they did. I don't know what's going on, but that was definitely a shot across the bow. The bow. Let's go to the next story. Huge line of illegals as far as the eye can see traversed down steep Rocky Mountain after crossing into San Diego. This is Joe Biden's America, people. It's only going to get worse. Dutch cultural enrichment. Iridian migrant gangs caused major riot, burned police cars. Gert Wilders, I'll become the prime minister who finally puts things in order. No, you won't. No politician is going to solve this problem right now in any country because all politicians are controlled assets of the globalists, of the elitists. This is going to happen. No politician is going to solve this problem. The only thing that's going to solve this problem is preparation, people. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. The only thing that's going to solve this problem is preparation by you, me, and everybody else. The global narrative is set. They are moving forward with it. They are not going to stop. They are going to progress until they are all dead and they lose or they win. And we cannot let them win. We cannot allow them to progress with their agenda. Dozens of Chinese migrants spotted entering the U.S. illegally in California border town of Jakumba and say they're here to take the money along with others from Syria and Turkey. Chinese nationals now make up the fastest growing nationality of illegal um, illegal border crossers in the United States. Over 37,000 migrants crossed in 2023 fiscal year. 20,000 have crossed since October, according to the U.S. government. Jakumba, California has become a crossing hotspot for Chinese nationals. Now, here's where you start to get concerned. 
San Francisco appoints first non-citizen to serve on elections commission. Kelly Wong, who came to the U.S. in 2019 from China and isn't legally allowed to vote, will be overseeing and creating policy for the San Francisco Department of Elections. Wong is an immigrant rights advocate who wants to educate other immigrants who don't speak English about the voting process. Imagine that people who don't want to integrate by doing the least and learn the national language will be deciding on the future of, of American cities voting rights. I'm a loss for words, but now you begin to see why this is all happening. Going back to the idea of the great white replacement theory, how do you mitigate and manipulate the crime data in a country? What's this all about? Almost like they're trying to manipulate the crime rates by changing the data. Texas Public Sex Offenders website, race, white, it's actually a black guy. Brian Lampkin, race, white, another black guy. Luby Innocent, race, white, another black guy. How do you remove the minority aspect to all these crimes and blame it on white people? That's how you do it. You manipulate the data just like they do with the economy, just like they do with everything else. There is a trucker protest that is seemingly going to go on to New York City to where truckers have bound together to say that they will not deliver any goods and foods and services to New York City as long as they allow this illegal immigration to continue going. Robert Kiyoski said on Twitter today, thank God for the truckers for Trump not delivering food to New York City. And the mainstream media and the global, uh, the globalist and, and the Joe Biden administration are having a heyday with this. Like, oh my God, you don't want people in New York to eat? No, we want their governments to change their policy. This goes back to James Madison in Federalist 46, where he outlines four ways to curb a tyrannical and oppressive government. The two methods by the people, two methods by the states. This was the precursor to the 10th Amendment. From the people, disquietude and civil disobedience. And what you're seeing right there with the truckers, civil disobedience. It's exactly what that is. From the states, you have outspoken governors and state legislation counteracting government tyranny. This is what you're seeing with states like Texas. Going out there and taking back the various land where illegal immigrants are coming forth and setting up barriers and fighting the federal government on that. Female truckers joined the boycott of deliveries to New York City following the Judge Ergen's egregious ruling against Donald Trump. People are waking up all around the world. And it's not just people on the right. It's not moderates. It's not independents. It's the left. The left is waking up and they're beginning to see that they've been had. One of the biggest parts that they're beginning to see is this right here. And this is massive, people. Groundbreaking global study on 99 million vaccinated people reveals increases in neurological blood heart conditions associated with COVID-19 vaccines. This made the mainstream media today, people. In a groundbreaking multinational study conducted by the Global Vaccine Data Network, researchers have shed light on the safety of COVID-19 vaccines, a coherent of 99 million vaccinated individuals. The study spanning multiple countries aimed to evaluate adverse events of special interest to AESI following COVID-19 vaccination, providing crucial insights into vaccine safety. Some of the countries included in the study are Denmark, New Zealand, Argentina, Canada, Finland, Australia, and Scotland. 
The study was published at the world's leading scientific publisher and data analytics company for more than 140 years, Elsevier. The study confirmed known safety signals for conditions such as myocarditis, pericarditis, Guillain-Barre syndrome, cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, while also identifying potential new safety signals that warrant further investigation. According to the results, the study covered 99,068,901 vaccinated individuals, analyzing the administration of 183,559,462,000 doses of Pfizer, um, BNT162B2 vaccines, 36,178,442 doses of Moderna, and 23,093,399 doses of Oxford AstraZeneca vaccines. Experts chose 13 health issues to keep a close eye on after people get their COVID-19 vaccines. These health issues um, they're watching were picked from a list made by a group called the Brighton Col uh, Collaboration Spec Project. They chose these specific issues because they are some of the same ones for the recent data on how common they are background rates was collected in some of the research. To identify these issues, they use a standardization system of medical codes called ICD-10. Among these issues they're focusing on are several neurological conditions like Guillain-Barre syndrome, transverse myelitis, inflammation of the spinal cord, Bell's palsy, sudden facial muscle weakness, acute disseminated and simple myelitis, a brief but widespread attack of inflammation in the brain and spinal cord, and seizures, convulsions that can happen without a wither without fever. They're paying special attention to these because they have been some reports of these issues after vaccination. They're also looking at blood clotting issues, including clots in the brain's veins, clots in the abdomen's veins, and clots in the lung, uh, lung clots, because these could be signs of a rare clotting problem linked to the vaccine. Low platelet counts and specific immune response causing low platelets are also being watched through their connection with the clotting issues. Lastly, myocarditis and pericarditis, which are types of heart inflammation, are being monitored. Each of these conditions is being looked at separately to understand how often they happen after vaccine. Here's what the study found out about certain health issues showed up after people got their, va uh, their clot shots. Um, you can find this data out there. It's posted on my Twitter. But interesting enough that that drops the same time that an embalmer shared a shocking video of removing strained white fibrous clots from a dead body. I didn't start to see this until early 2021. And I'm going to go ahead and play this video. Viewer discretion is advised that this is the removal of one of these clots from a deceased person. Could be wrong. Oh, no, there it is. Pulling it. This is the jugular vein. this stuff is. I've already squeezed it. So I saw this and I immediately said that this looks like white blood cells are forming around and isolating the spike proteins, kind of like mobile tumors in the body. I think that's exactly what they are. 
I think that the spike proteins are producing an immune reaction in the body and the body is putting white blood cells around them, forming these shells, which are turning into clots, basically transient tumors in the body. That's my thought. I'm not a medical doctor, but I'd like to hear medical doctors' perspectives on this. I know Mike Adams has done some uh, by, uh, some tests on these things, uh, other makeup, but this is what people are finding. This is what is happening to people who got the shot. Now, over the last few weeks, we've seen all types of various virus outbreaks, but no consistent outbreaks. It's almost like there is a geographically centered outbreaks that are occurring in immunosuppressed people. Expect more. This last week, deadly airborne virus spreads in Australia. What else do we have? We have, uh, I want to bring that over here. We have the Alaska virus that is breaking out. We've had all different types of viruses. Break. We had the bubonic plague in Washington state. <clears throat> Do you remember a few, yeah, a year ago when I did an episode on the genetically modified mosquitoes and Oxitex technology of going out there to, to basically modify the, the D7 protein within the saliva of the mosquitoes? And when these bite you, they produce an immune reaction and they could utilize those mosquitoes as a carrier for vaccines or whatever they want, viruses. And I said that the next pandemic is not going to be a pandemic. It's going to be geographically isolated events. It's going to be a breakout of one thing here, a breakout of another thing here, a breakout of another thing over here. They're going to utilize ticks, mosquitoes, various different insects as the propagator of these different viruses. Biowarfare is 100% on key right now of what's happening. Now, we just saw that Tedros, hold on, I wanted to pull this up. Mission Critical for Humanity, WHO Director warns of disease X outbreak, a matter of when, not if. Disease X is already here, people. It is the broken down immune system from the billions of people who took the vaccine to make them more prone to illnesses that wouldn't normally be a problem. We are already seeing this with various outbreaks of new diseases around the world in the last few weeks. Here's a post that I wrote on Twitter. And by the way, guys, all of these links, they will be published on our Substack. So I urge you to go subscribe to our Substack, redpillproject.substack.com. Um, disease X is already here. Over the next few months and years, various types of new diseases will begin to infect humanity. Scientists will be at a loss as to why this is happening. They will come to the conclusion that something is affecting the immune systems of humans and causing an environment where diseases can thrive. This mystery, as they call it, produces all different types of diseases in humans, from cancers to rare viral infections. The scientific community will be running around the clock to find out what is happening without saying the obvious. It was the COVID vaccine. Instead, they'll blame it on something entirely new. Something recently discovered, something that is like a virus, but infects the bacteria that make up your body. This new discovery of virus-like life form, which they call the obelisks, because of their shape, sure they do, should give everyone an indication of what disease X will be. 
This new virus-like life form, which was just recently discovered, is most likely the result of mRNA vaccines. So I don't know if you saw this, uh, not that one. Stanford University researchers have discovered a virus-like life forms that exist inside human mouths and guts. Smaller than a virus and not considered standard life, the genetic material can still be transfer information that can be read by a cell. We had no idea these things existed and we certainly aren't certain what they do. Going back here, they call them obelisks, by the way, which is interesting because the obelisk is the phallic symbol representing Osiris. And uh, moving into the age of Aquarius, we have the rebirth, the resurrection of Osiris, which the elites celebrate as really the inversion, which would be the rebirth of Set. And this is coming from all these different dark occultists who are worshiping the resurrection of the Setian Atenus. Okay. We are not sure if it's, ex uh, if it's exciting or not that scientists just discovered new life forms inside of our body. Tiny bits of RNA smaller than a virus colonize bacteria inside our mouths and guts and have the power to transform information that they can be read by the cell. What the hell does that sound like? It sounds exactly like mRNA vaccines, people. This is not a new life form. This is the black oil virus. This is the vaccine that was just given to billions of people. Dubbed wildly weird by the team at Stanford, scientists writing about their find in nature, they discovered their discovery now has a name, obelisks, and we don't really know their end goal. It's insane, says Mark Pfeiffer, a cell and developmental biologist at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Interesting, North Carolina Chapel Hill, that's where the original COVID studies were done. According to the science, the more we look, the more crazy things we see. Over the past year or so, we have seen outbreaks of all types of rare and weird diseases. Many of us have called this and said this as a result of the immunosuppression due to the COVID vaccine. This will only get worse as more and more people's immune systems begin to degrade and the mRNA takes its full effect. Disease X will be a mystery to the scientific community. It will rise up as a great pandemic. Big Pharma will step in with a treatment, another mRNA vaccine that will help certain people, yet they will be dependent on it for the rest of their lives. Now, did you notice we have this study that comes out about the vaccine showing the harmful effects of the vaccine, people. Go back to 2020, 2021 on this show. What did I say will happen in 2024 when they come towards the next election, when Donald Trump runs again. I said that they will blame all the side effects of the vaccine, the myocarditis, the blood clot, on Donald Trump, on Operation Warp Speed, and they will use it against him coming into the election. Unveiling Warp Speed, the White House is America's first push for the coronavirus vaccine. They are coming after Donald Trump, guys. They are going to target Donald Trump. Operation Warp Speed, how he went too fast. He's the one who put it in the order. 
They've already set it up with this new study that just came out. With this new study, they're going to attack not the pharmaceutical companies, because the pharmaceutical companies, well, we were tasked by the U.S. government to do this under Operation Warp Speed. Operation Warp Speed points directly to Donald Trump. That's why you're seeing that being played out in the global narrative. Disease X is going to rise up from the immunosuppression created by these vaccines, which Donald Trump signed Penn to do. That is, I believe, their kill shot that they're going to try to utilize against Donald Trump. Oh, Karen, I agree with you. We the people are awake. It's not going to work on you, me, but think about how that plays out in the mainstream media. Look at this. Tedros, thank you, Secretary Hillary Clinton, for a great discussion on global health challenges, including pandemic preparedness and pandemic accord. And you see Hillary Clinton right there. And um, this, is it me or does that look like Hillary Soros posing with Te uh, Tedros after the discussion on the ritual sacrifice of humanity through biowarfare genocide? Well, Bob, I agree. It's not going to work. When they play that narrative out against Trump, it's absolutely not going to work. Um, I don't think that that it's going to stick, but it will for the lefties. It will for a lot of people. But I think that people are going to understand that it wasn't just Trump, that it was their local and state governments. Trump gave the states the options to implement it. He never made it mandatory federally. So I think he is safe at that level, but they are going to try to utilize that against him. Now, isn't it interesting that the WHO head, Tedros, comes out Immediately after this meeting with Hillary Clinton, who is nothing more than the left-hand stooge for Barack Obama, who is the shadow government president over Joe Biden, that Tedros comes out and says that it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when for disease X. Because that's what they're freaking planning. Good perspective here, what they want to happen. Pay attention, people. They are evil and sick, but they want the world depopulated. Listen to this. So how does this scenario play out? We're going to jump ahead 10 months to July 2019. 20 months into one of the worst pandemics the world's ever known, there's still no vaccine to protect people. Hard figures are impossible to come by, but... The World Health Organization estimates that 150 million people have died. That's approximately 2% of the global population. For industrial countries, the death rate's a bit lower, but in many low and middle income countries, the death rate's much higher. As many as 30% of the seriously ill have died. In the US, there have been an estimated 82 million severe cases and 15 million deaths. At least 5 million Claydex deaths happened because adequate medical care wasn't available. No doubt, millions of others will have died prematurely from heart attacks, strokes, cancer, and the like. The U.S., along with the rest of the world, is in its worst economic depression in history. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 90%, the GDP down 50%, and unemployment is running at 20%. Unemployment would be higher if not for the dramatic shrinkage of the available workforce due to death and disability. U.S. healthcare and health insurance systems, as we knew them, have collapsed. Health insurance companies ran out of capital and couldn't pay their bills, leaving hospitals without operating funds. In addition, 
Most medical supplies are unavailable. Half the healthcare workforce has died, become disabled, or quit. The remaining healthcare facilities can't cope with all the patients, and consequently, death rates are soaring, both for Claydex patients and for everyone else. It was only by nationalizing the healthcare system that basic medical care is still available. The government now pays for, controls, and rations all medical care. The U.S. is in a constitutional crisis. The president remains in critical condition. And while the vice president is out of intensive care, he remains unable to assume his constitutional duties. Therefore, the Speaker of the House is the acting president. Continuity of government is a major concern. One third of the U.S. Congress is dead or incapacitated. So the scenario that he's bringing up here, which is satirical in nature, but the scenario that he's bringing up here is worst case scenario that this disease x spreads this bad that it happens this bad you and me we will be safe we understand how these things operate we understand how to protect ourselves get out of the cities now people call me the bearer of doom and gloom i'm just giving you a dose of reality people these people will stop at nothing. The globalists, the elitists, the Satanists, the, the Setianatinists, the, the Luciferians, whatever the hell we want to call them, they will not give up power. They will scorch this earth before they ever give up power. They will release a, a, a virus that will kill freaking everything on this planet before they ever give up power. You have to understand that. I do believe that Donald Trump has a plan. I do believe that there is a plan in progress. I do believe that good people are doing good things. I do believe that we are winning right now, that we now control the media. We control the narrative. We control we the media, okay? Absolutely. And that was one of the critical junctures that needed to happen in order to wake up the masses, to come to that precipice, to fight back, to push back. But we're at that point where we're coming to that pushback and that fight back. Because it's getting to a point of uncontrollable chaos. You got to remember, I've always said, the globalists are going to bring it, the world to a point of vulnerability to where chaos begins to ensue. And at that point, that critical juncture, it becomes uncontrollable. And they just step back. They go to their freaking, <clears throat> they go to their bomb shelters and they wait it out. Their technological arcs, they wait it out. And then they come back and pick up the pieces and install their infrastructure that they've already designed after all the chaos has ensued. But it's at that point of chaos, of uncontrollable chaos, that they become vulnerable, just like us. And if we're prepared at that point, that's the point that we fight back. That's the point that we step up. That's the point that I believe Trump and co. are going to fight back and push back. And guess what? We're there now. That's why you're seeing this slow release, this slow drip that is coming out within these anonymous government worker files coming out through Schellenberg and Mati Taibbi showing Crossfire Hurricane. The storm has arrived. I woke up this morning looking at Israel launches uh, airstrikes against targets in Lebanon. Of course they did. Why, why wouldn't they? And so then I come with this war alert. I go to the Drudge Report and I see this. The Hothis sink British ship in the Red Sea. Attack on two U.S. ships in the Gulf of Aden. Air Force MQ-9 Reaper drone 
was shot down by a missile, didn't crash. Internet cables at risk. Didn't we just talk about that a week ago? They sunk a British ship. Hothies uh, in Yemen attacked two U.S. ships in the Gulf of Aden. Hothies could attack Britain's underwater internet cables. I go back to this. War alert. Iranian-backed Hothies have apparently sunk a British ship in the Red Sea and attacked two U.S. ships. Reports are trending that the Hothies plan on attacking underwater communication cables. This comes on the heated debacle uh, in the U.S. of funding for Israel and Ukraine war efforts. Two weeks ago on the Daily Dose, we discussed the possibility of the Hothis or Hezbollah attacking maritime assets and then underwater communication cables. The idea that a rebel terrorist organization, I put origination, rebel terrorist organization could attack underwater cables is laughable. It goes back to the idea of motive and capability. The Hothis, Hezbollah do not have the capabilities to pull off something like this. They are only a few countries in the world with the resources and capabilities to do this, U.S., China, and Russia being the top. I'd say false flags inbound. The narrative has been set to World War III. Buckle up. So what do we see next? Well, this is where it gets interesting. Last week, we had the whole scare of of space, of satellites, right? German space commander warns Russian nuclear weapons could destroy global commons. Nobody would survive. Russia, Medvedev, came out in response to a NATO meeting saying, if the West wants this war, if they attack the homeland and a Russian freedom is at stake, we will use nuclear weapons. And that was a warning to NATO and to the West. And now you have a massive buildup happening in Europe, a massive buildup across the United States. Now, what's also interesting about that is that we're almost kind of like on a sped up timeline of the last uh, great reset of the last fourth turning. Germany likely to fall into a recession, according to its central bank. We just saw UK, Italy. We saw multiple other countries. Japan dropped into a recession last week. Germany now. Europe is entering into a recession. This happened right before World War II. We're about to see a war break out in Europe. Most likely what's going to happen is there's going to be a false flag attack on the underwater communication cables, shutting off various communications within Europe. Now, you might be asking like, well, how much percentage did the underwater communication cables actually um, take up 98% of all communication traffic happens with underwater cables. So if they are able to false flag those cables, that is going to break war out, but that is going to come back down to motive and capabilities. They can't blame it on the Hothis. They can't blame it on Hezbollah. They can blame it on Iran, but no, it will be a false flag. Just like the Nord Stream pipeline, just like September 11th. Okay. Capabilities. Who has the capability to do that? The Hothis and Hezbollah do not. Iran maybe has the capabilities to do that. Russia, absolutely. China, absolutely. This could easily be blamed on Russia. They didn't work with the Nord Stream, so they'll try it here. Remember, if you go back a year and a half ago, there was cables cut in Germany right after Nord Stream that they blamed on Russia, but then it went away immediately because they went with the Nord Stream narrative, which didn't work. Now you find out today, Navalny's, this is uh, the political opposition leader who was jailed by Putin, 
His body was found and shows signs of bruising after, after mystery spies seen at prison. They're saying that Vladimir Putin timed this down to a T and had him poisoned. The West is blaming Putin once again for this. Let me ask you this. Putin had zero, zero motive to do this. He doesn't care about this guy. I honestly think that he locked him up to keep him safe. That Putin locked him up to know where he is at all times. Why the hell would he kill him at, coming off of the international hundreds of millions of views interview with Tucker Carlson? Showing the world what the truth is and then he's going to go kill his biggest political opponent? Absolutely absurd. Russia has already blamed the CIA Mossad for this. I guarantee you it was a CIA Mossad who did that. With that being said, they're trying to create an uprising in Russia, a color revolution in Russia to take out Putin because they can't get to him any other way. Biden suggests that House Republicans are partially to blame for the death of Russian descendant Alexei Nevalani. <sighs> people on the left are waking up, guys. With all the world events culminating the way they are, people are waking up. Kevin Leary, a man that I never thought would wake up, he's not a Trump or anything like that. He says that boycotting isn't uh, boycotting New York State um, is a good thing after the Trump ruling by Judge Erdogan. Business people don't want to do business in New York State anymore now that they've weaponized the court systems against business owners. Kevin Leary is looking at Oklahoma, North Dakota, West Virginia, Florida, and Texas for various ventures. Why? They're red conservative states. New report. Freedom of Information Act request came out. Iranian regime interfered with the 2020 presidential elections in the weeks coming before the election. Chris Krebs kept this from Congress during his testimony. The head of SISA kept this from Congress during his testimony. Um, there is another part to this. Oh, I must have not pulled it up. There it is. Update. Joe Biden did not win Georgia in 2020. Another milestone set in the Georgia, uh, voter GA Fulton County counterfeit ballot inspection case. Judge Robert McBurney has now sat on this remanded landmark case for eight months. What they're finding out is that they cheated. They cheated massively. You know, I saw a good TikTok video today, and it was kind of interesting in, in the context it said. They said, um, if they're not worried about cheating, or if people don't cheat, then how about mail-in drug tests for work? Sounds legit to me. If people don't cheat, then how about mail-in drug tests for work? Hawaii, this is interesting. You're going to like this. Hawaii poised to slap tourists with $25 climate tax. Small price to pay to preserve paradise. Lawmakers in Hawaii are poised to approve a $25 climate tax on tourists who visit the Aloha State in an effort to combat what they claim is an assault on the area's natural resources. The state, which saw 9.5 million people visit last year, is recovering from devastating wildfires in Lahaina, Maui, which killed at least 100 people and caused damages worth about $6 billion. By the way, we're going to get somebody on about the Lahaina, Maui uh, fires because apparently there's a lot of children missing and that's not being reporter, reported. Um, hundreds of children are apparently missing after this. Now, 
what is this tourist tax, this climate change tax that they're planning on imposing? Guys, it's nothing more than the social credit system that is going to be implemented. There's a movie out there with Justin Timberlake. I highly recommend everybody watch it. I think it's from 2013, 2014 called In Time. I'm going to show you a quick scene from this movie. This is where 15-minute cities are headed to. This is where these new 2030 cities are headed to. Please deposit one month. and I remember. That was a year. Welcome to New Greenwich. What are you really doing here? In that world, currency is time and everybody is genetically modified to have a counter start ticked down at the age of 28 years of age, which gives them one year and they get paid in time. Everything in their world currency is time. And the transition from one time zone to another time zone or from one big city to another big city and the wealthier the cities get where the elites are, the more it costs to access it. That's where this is headed. That's what they want. Now, just a minute ago, I was talking about how Germany is afraid of these uh, these nuclear weapons that Russia is going to use in space. Guys, you're not being told everything about what's happening there. Firstly, the Star Wars Defense Initiative in the 1980s under Ronald Reagan already developed these various different types of weapons in our upper atmosphere, low Earth atmosphere, as well as Russia designed them as well. The, uh, the SDI, Star Wars Defense Initiative, under the Reagan administration was uh, the brainchild of Nobel laureate Dr. Edward Teller. Edward Teller, if you did not know, was a member of the Manhattan Project that helped build the, uh, the atomic bomb during World War II. Afterwards, he worked for various different defense contractors and became basically part of the military industrial complex. It was Edward Teller who Bob Lazar claimed he met at a um, conference and allowed him to upload his resume, who worked for a company called EG&G, which led Bob Lazar into Area 51, and Edward Teller is the one that got him the job. So Edward Teller, being one of these people that are very, very close to special access programs, ran and became the brainchild of the SDI Star Wars Defense Initiative under Ronald Reagan. Um, in a declassified CIA document that not many people know about. This talks about SDI. It talks about the combatant general is a political godfather in the Star Wars plan. Retired army man persuades conservative contributors and confronts naysayers on why we need the Star Wars Defense Initiative. 
What's really interesting about this is what is talked about by Edward Teller. General Graham, who was championing a relatively low technology system like Bambi, had frequent battles with one member of his panel, panel, Edward Teller, a physicist and one of the designers of the hydrogen bomb. Dr. Teller says um, he pushed a panel towards a use of a beam weapon, particularly an X-ray laser that is activated by a thermal nuclear explosion. Guys, the Russians aren't putting tactical nukes in space to take out a satellite. That is like using a stick of dynamite to kill a despite. It doesn't work that way. What Russia is probably upgrading is their directed energy weapons, which utilize nuclear fusion or nuclear fission to produce a massive X-ray burst that can destroy satellites, that can destroy people, countries, whatever. We've had the technology since the 70s and the 80s. Edward Teller would not discuss that type of technology unless it was true and legitimate. And he comes from the special projects. Don't be fooled with them you, the, with thinking that they're trying to say that Russia's putting nukes in space. No. They have confined nuclear reactions that are probably small on a scale that are creating various different types of energy bursts, X-rays and gamma rays that are utilizing directed energy weapons. Now, I saw a post from Cliff Hyde this weekend that asked, um, with directed energy weapons becoming a threat, is what color blue, what shade of blue should I paint my roof and get all my clothing in? And then I saw Michael Jaco kind of say, hey, I'm curious. What Does anybody know the palette of blue? Yes, we actually do. You want to know why we know the palette of blue that utilize for directed energy weapons? There's one interesting point about directed energy weapons. They don't heat up water, or at least the ones that are utilized to start the fires. They don't heat up water. So you use the same palette scheme as aqua and sky blue. Just an FYI if you wanted to paint your, your roof blue. Vladimir Putin says Russia is close to creating cancer vaccines. Isn't that interesting? Because Donald Trump in 2020 said that we were months away from creating cancer vaccines. And then he lost the re-election. Well, got the re-election stolen from him. Sorry, he didn't lose the election. He got the election stolen from him and nothing's came from that. Nothing at all. But now Putin says he's doing it. Isn't it interesting that Putin's doing it now? Uh, for some reason, the Titanic was trending on Twitter today. And uh, Matt Wallace said, rumors are circulating that they sunk the Titanic to kill powerful men on board who oppose the central bank. I just was baffled by this. I said, rumors? How fucking far behind are you people? Welcome to the real world, Neo. Guggenheim and Astor, two men who supported Teddy Roosevelt and were American magnets, they opposed the central bank and sought to keep it in the family with the American enterprise. JP Morgan invited them and others on the launch of Titanic. They showed up. None of the others did. Apparently, they didn't get the memo. A few years ago, an analysis of the Titanic showed the impact area where the ship apparently hit an iceberg. The problem was that it was on the inside of the keel of where the explosion happened, not on the outside. And in uh, 2025, the new weapons that will be used against protesters are being tested in Israel and in Gaza. Did you hear about this? Check out this new weapon that they have, a pretty crazy weapon that, uh, that's out there. Israel has a new weapon. 
interviewed a new sniper. Yeah. Just Where soldiers don't even have to exit the vehicle to kill. And not at all. Recently tested it on a civilian. That's what happens to stone throwers. The guy sh threw a stone at them and they shot them with a fully automated robotic sniper rifle controlled with thermal imagery and precise efficient shot efficiency, effectiveness from inside a cozy armored car. Coming to a United States near you. The stage is set, guys. Look at the world. Look what's happening. There is no denying it. And as the globalists keep on making their move, as we inch closer to World War III and global economic collapse and social destabilization and the, the, the political collapse in the United States, Donald Trump is getting ready to release more and more. We haven't even seen the Trump card yet, but soon the people will know. People will begin to have their eyes open that aren't already open. We are coming towards the precipice and see this is where it gets good because even though the global narrative is set, we know their playbook. We know their next moves. We know what they're going to do. And because of that, we have the upper hand. We have the ability to prepare ourselves and fight back. We have the ability to wake up the masses, to come to that precipice moment and be successful. And I do believe when Donald Trump says that the best is yet to come, that it is, that we are going to be victorious in this battle for the United States of America to defeat Marxism, to eradicate evil from this planet. We're there, guys. It's uh, 2024 is the final battle. So appreciate you guys all coming on with us today. Uh, if you uh, are new here, please subscribe. Don't forget to go over to redpills.tv, subscribe over there. And uh, there's multiple ways to support myself and everything that we do at Decentralized Media Red Pill Project over there. Um, you can go onto the top menu of redpills.tv. There's ways to support me with Gifts and Go, Cash App, and so forth. Um, as well, going over to socialredpill.com, getting a subscription. That helps us massively. I'm going to be having a massive discount put on annual subscriptions here in the next few weeks, uh, next few days, actually. Once I get them up, I just have to go and create them. That'll be out here soon. So if you're interested in a annual subscription, just hit me up. I've already had a few people out there, gave them the discount, applied it. Um, but that's one of the best ways to help support everything that we do here. Um, don't forget to go on over, get your immune modulating mushrooms, the Coriolis Versicolor mushrooms over from Pet Club. Uh, that's going to help you with this new pandemic shit that is coming out. Absolutely modulate your immune system. That you can be found at redpills.tv slash mushroom. Redpills.tv slash mushroom. And I don't know if... Um, hold on one second. For, for the links for guys, I don't, I don't know if, if Summer had a pull off or not. So my mods, one of my mods had a pull off or not. So I'm going to go ahead and post the links. Um, oh, 
Pet Club also has coffees, guys, uh, coffee out there. I recommend you try it. Everybody who's tried it is coming back with rave results about it. Uh, really good stuff. So, and Pilled, sorry, guys, I'm Pilled. My Pilled occasionally doesn't come up. It's just like you have to go delete your cookies for the last 48 hours to get it come up. Um, uh, Ginny, what month do I think this stuff is over the target? Um over the next, over the next thirty six months is going to be absolutely crazy. I assure you. Just keep that in mind. Over the next thirty six mo months, things are going to be absolutely crazy. It doesn't end when Donald Trump gets back in office. Oh, cool! There, there's your Patriot Pisces. Thank you. I was just putting the links out there. Uh, but guys, I appreciate y'all. If you get to support us, there's the links right there. The mushrooms, they got products for your pets, pets, as well as coffee. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Have a great night. We will see you guys tomorrow night. Thank you for being out here with the Red Bull Project and supporting everything we do. Take care, guys. Try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon.